Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Friends, I want to introduce to you one of our new partners. It is GuideServe. They are our financial partner who helps us take care of all of our nickels and noses, so to speak. Uh, GuideServe is an outsourced accounting partner for our Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, GuideServe provides professional accounting solutions to churches and ministries all across the country. And they offer, they truly offer some comprehensive accounting and payroll solutions to organizations ranging from just beginning church plant to large churches and expansive ministries. And listen, if you'd like to know more about them, you can visit their website at guideserve.com or send them an email at info at guideserve.com. And by the way, if you mention BSCM, uh, when you do, it'll be a benefit to us as well. So welcome our new partner, GuideServe. Welcome to another edition of Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast produced by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan for the pastors and leaders of this great state and others within our Baptist Zion. We try to provide encouragement, inspiration, and information in order that we may all be better prepared to punch holes in the darkness. I'm Tim Patterson, the Executive Director Treasurer of the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, and your host today. Today, we have two gentlemen with us that are, you probably know them, but you may not know their names. You may not know their faces, but I promise you, you have seen their work. If you see anything that we do here at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, anywhere from our podcasts or our videos, our website, and any of the kind of media things that we do here in our convention, these guys are right in the middle of it. They are one mission TV. They do a great job in handling our media and production for us. Uh, we have Paul Wynn with us today and Doug Kesey. Uh, they're two great characters that doing a great job for the kingdom. And uh, they really are wonderful guys. Doug, Paul, thank you for being with us today. We appreciate you guys joining us on our podcast. Thanks for having us, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a privilege to have you guys here. Of course, it's kind of strange for us because we talk with you all the time about podcasts and things, but you're <laughs> never the center message of the podcast. So, hey, well, listen, let me just get a little information from you guys. And as we start out here, uh, let me start with you, Doug. Doug, kind of give us your history real quick and kind of a background of who you are, where you've come from, and why you're doing this thing called One Mission TV and One Message. Well, I uh, appreciate you asking. Um, I've been in video production and uh, probably for more than 30 years, uh, you know, went to Liberty University and then worked for several ministries following that. Um, where you and I connected was that I worked at the North American Mission Board for uh, almost seven years yes. mm -hmm. as the uh, head of the media department there. And uh, it was a great opportunity. And then... Um, uh, after working there, had the opportunity to, uh, along with Paul, start our own business. And uh, that business was One Mission TV. We've been in business now for 15 years, starting our 16th year this year. And uh, we work with uh, uh, 
mostly Southern Baptist uh, entities and, and state conventions uh, across the country. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's where we are. Amen. Well, thank you. And we're glad we are glad you are there and helping us because we desperately need your help and appreciate it greatly. And uh, Paul, tell us about your background, your history, how you guys connected, really. Right. So uh, actually, I started off uh, in TV news down in Texas and uh, did that for a number of years uh, before I went to work uh, for the North American Mission Board. And that's where Doug and I uh, met together, and uh, he was uh, the director of the media department. I was one of the producers there um, at the media department, and so I was with the North American Mission Board for a number of years before, as Doug mentioned, before we started One Mission TV. And uh, you know, uh, One Mission TV has given us a lot of great opportunities to work with lots of different ministries, as Doug mentioned. You know, a lot of groups across um, North America. Uh, we've had opportunities to work with a, a lot of different ministries really around the world. Uh, I uh, I do most of the field production. Doug most does most of the editing or post-production and graphic work and those sort of things. And uh, so uh, as we've been with One Mission TV, I've been to about 40 different countries working with different ministries. Um, and, and those ministries are big ministries, um, you know, like the agencies with uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, all the way down to local churches. We do a lot of work with local churches, too. Well, great. So we, you guys do have the, the talent and the, the ability to do everything that we needed, and, and we're grateful for that and uh, appreciate your talent and so forth. And uh, that really is what makes a difference, having quality, uh, talented individuals doing the work that we need done because not everybody is gifted in the same way as and that, that is quite obvious. I, <laughs> I know my giftings and I know my limitations and I, uh, I hire for my limitations and my limitations you have been hired to fill. So, uh, and we appreciate, I, tell us some of the things that possibly that, uh, you could do for, let's say local church, uh, a small church, medium-sized church, or, or local church, how you guys could help and some of the things that you might do to be a benefit to the local church. Well, there's uh, there are several things that we have done for local churches uh, to, to be able to help them out. Um, we're currently working with a church in California to help them with their uh, online streaming services. They pre-produce their services so that uh, uh, their live stream is a little bit more polished and, uh, uh, and has some, some def different sections of it that are, that are pre-produced. And so we're helping them out with some of that so that, uh, you know, that their staff, their volunteers are not overloaded. Um, one of the other main things that we've done for local churches is help them with their web presence, their websites. Um, we, uh, in addition to doing video production, we also, uh, we really do any type of, of, of media related work that a, a, a client might need, including websites, uh, print materials, you know, graphic design, logo design, things like that. But um, we've helped several churches also uh, create websites for a very affordable uh, cost and um, really just try to help them improve their web presence, their web communication, 
um, just the look and, and especially, you know, in, in this day and age with all that's going on with COVID and, and uh, everything, it's really important for churches to have a, a good web presence. Um, you know, you think about people at home um, either not going to church or, or researching churches before they do go in those areas where, uh, where church uh, attendance is, is allowed. You know, they, people are doing their homework before they go to a church. So having a, a good, clean, clear communicating web presence is very important. And, uh, and we love helping churches with that type of thing. Well, toward the end of the uh, end of the podcast, I'm going to be putting. We'll uh, let, give you guys opportunity to give of how they might contact you if they need some help or information and so forth uh, in doing that kind of thing, like a, a website and so forth. Which is, as you have said, absolutely imperative in today's church world. You, we just can't. We just cannot function without some type of internet presence now. Um, if we're going to connect with people, particularly because of the cloistering and the, and the pandemic and how we have to stay away from one another in physical presence, we desperately need to be able to communicate with people in a really good, clear, concise way. And one of the things that we do here and we try to do well is a podcast. And that's what you're listening to right now, punching holes in the darkness. And I know some churches are interested in that now. And, uh, I, my question to you, maybe maybe this would go to, to, to you, Paul. What and how? What's the what and the hows of doing a, a podcast? What do you do to do a podcast? How, how do you make a podcast? And uh, how do you get it out and get information out and get it connected with people? And how do they know you even have a podcast? So uh, those kind of things, Paul. Uh, so you want to touch on that and sure. uh, help us a little bit with that? Sure. I mean, obviously with a podcast, I mean, it's all with your ears, right? And uh, like even with punching holes to the darkness as we work with you all on it, I mean, our biggest concern from a technical point of view is just to make sure that the audio is something that's not hard to listen to, right? Uh, <laughs> Correct. And, uh, you know, we, and so we pay attention to what the room sounds like, what, what kind of mics uh, the people who are uh, who we're talking to are using, and so to me, that's really the first step. I mean, we want it to be technically something that you can appreciate. And then, uh, and then, obviously, the other thing that is going to draw people to your podcast is some sort of information that your audience is drawn to, something that it will, you know, can benefit you know their ministry or their lives. Um, and, and, and then something that's sort of digestible. I mean, you know, what pe different people do with their podcasts kind of depends on what their content is. Some podcasts are designed to be listened to in 10 or 12 minutes, you know, uh, pretty quickly. Others are kind of a bite size maybe uh, for people to listen to when they're uh, making a 30-minute trip uh, in, their, in their car. And then obviously – you know, if you listen to many podcasts, you can find some out there that are an hour long or two hours long, you know, that I guess if uh, you know, you're making a long drive across or, or, or sometime during your commute. But anyway, so you have to find that right niche for you, for the information um, that, that you're delivering. And then once you've uh, produced it, 
there's some actually some fairly easy ways to technically get it out there, to get it out on Apple Podcast or, or, or on Google Store or any of those kind of things. Once you've gotten it out there, then you want people to know it's there. And social media is is the animal for doing that. The, you know, the, the thing about social media is we share it with a friend and then they share it with a friend and and that's how it expands. And so when you once you've completed a podcast, you have to go to your different uh, social media platforms. Um, I, it's always important, obviously, to tag whoever your guests are uh, on the podcast so that people who are interested in them will follow it. And you're just trying to multiply that audience through as many touches as possible. But Doug, talk about some of the ways to actually get your podcast out there where people can have access to it. We currently are using a service called Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, podbean.com. And uh, they offer a certain uh, amount of free uh, hosting and then, you know, if you decide you're going to do more episodes uh, than what they offer for free, then you can uh, upgrade to a paid service. But they offer connectivity directly to the Apple podcast and Google podcast services uh, so that you don't have to go out there and, and uh you know, upload your podcast to those different services. There are several different providers, though, like Podbean, that will do the same exact thing. And and then there are even ways to connect with Spotify and, and you know, all of these other different um, uh, distribution services for podcasts. So it's it's really just as simple as, as Googling that and then choosing the, the one that either fits your budget or fits your frequency, fits, you know, fits your needs. Um, uh, it's, it's a very easy thing to do once you, uh, once you locate the service that's best for you. Right. I, that's a good point, Doug, about uh, the frequency. Your podcast needs to be there regularly. I mean, a podcast is, uh, can be a lot of work or it can be, you know, but it's, but it's always in order to keep it functioning, there is a certain level of consistent work that you all. And so if you are going to go into a podcast, you need to plan for that because there's nothing worse than, you know, launching a podcast that you end up with two or three episodes and then six months go by and, and nothing happens. So I think as you go into a podcast, that's a, you want to kind of count the cost of, of what's going to be there and to be consistent and who your guests are going to be or what your topics are going to be and, and all of those sort of things. Right. Subject matters is vital and important. It's got to be interesting. It's got to be something that's helpful. Some pastors and guys may have the question, hey, I'd really like to do a podcast. Do I have to invest a lot of money into big microphones and equipment to make this happen? I mean, what's it cost? Uh, is, is it really nece necessary to spend an, a, a lot of money to make a good podcast as far as equipment goes? I, I don't believe it is. Uh, I mean, certainly the more money you can or want to spend, the better you'll sound. Uh, but honestly, um, the, the big thing is having a, a microphone that's, that's decent quality. Um, you know, it, it, we're uh, another interesting thing about the time that we're living in is people are used to, to seeing 
uh, Zoom meetings on on videos or, or you know, seeing um, Zoom quality audio from an interview on a, on TV news or something like that. You know, so so we have adapted to uh, what you know our our environment and what our time is is allowing us to have. So I think the quality is not quite as critical as the content is. Real honestly, um, content is is definitely key, but quality you need to have something that's that's better than just your your computer microphone you know your laptop microphone the reason for that is it just picks up a lot of room noise you know and and those kinds of things are just uh uh, distractions from what you're trying to say what the message is of the of the podcast so you know you go out to amazon and find a a relatively inexpensive microphone and it's worth that investment of you know fifty dollars or whatever you know guys we have uh we've chosen to use headsets and microphones here at bsem one it it helps us with our hearing and uh, interacting with one another but also those mics are are pretty much they're local and uh they they give a good clear sound and uh, usually have fairly good resonance uh, without having to go into a multi-hundred dollar microphone, uh, it, this this seems to work well for us. We've not had any complaints about it, and what we've listened to has always sounded appropriate. So um, just a headset microphone, uh, a good quality one, works really well, and you can hear well this also. Hey, listen, guys, another thing you got, y'all do, I, this is what I love about uh, you guys, uh, Doug and, and Paul, you, you, this is a passion and a ministry. You guys are truly, I mean, you're called of God. You have the calling of God in your life. You want to impact people with the gospel. You're not just technocrats out there running a, a technology company or something. You really, you guys really are feet and boots on the ground doing ministry. And many times like Paul, you're, you're around the world, but you guys do one message as well. I mean, and do some things with that and, and a ministry called one message. Uh, won't you talk to us about that somewhat and what you guys are doing there is, uh, with this ministry? Sure. I'll jump in first. Um, one message kind of began out of me going on short-term mission trips uh, with my church. And uh, we were going down to South America and the missionary that we were working with asked, well, what skills do um, does, does your mission team have? And uh, there were two or three of us that were involved with video production and that kind of thing. And so he created this, uh, he was working with a number of refugee children. And so he said, well, we'll shoot some videos and use them as the actors and tell some Bible stories uh, that they will then go and take and show to their parents and and that kind of thing. And so we did. We shot the, that first mission trip. We shot the Good Samaritan uh, with the kids as the as the uh, robbers, and they loved that. And uh, and then we also shot uh, Zacchaeus. And so for a number of years, uh, my church continued to go and do these mission trips. And then. Um, a few years ago, God just started to uh, burden me that, you know what, this is a really reproducible tool that mission partners in all sorts of settings could be able to use. And so a, a few years ago, I sat down with Doug and said, hey, you know, I don't know what you're going to think about this, but I feel like God is kind of moving me to do this as a ministry. And fortunately, he was receptive to it. We took a year 
and just prayed about whether this was something God wanted us to do or not. And uh, at the end of that year, uh, we just really felt like God was, uh, was moving us to do it. And so now uh, we've launched One Message TV. We raise funds to go and work with missionary partners. We do videos we use uh, with people who are working with unreached people groups, indigenous uh, people groups. We go, the indigenous people are actors. They do the narration. We build from a list of about 40 different stories that uh, will carry from uh, the creation all the way to the ascension of Jesus. And uh, depending on what those mission partners, which one of those stories, those mission partners feel like would be most beneficial to them, those are the stories uh, that we start with. We, with one message, we're totally raising um, our own support. So we don't ask anything from those mission partners except for logistical help. That, you know, once we arrive, they help us get around. They obviously connect us with the indigenous people that they're working with. And then we come back and we edit those stories. And then those stories are then put into a digital format uh, that the mission partners can share at like a, a movie night event, right. or they can just share them on social media. WhatsApp is a uh, instant messenger service that's used a lot around the world, especially outside of the United States. And they can share these stories on WhatsApp with the indigenous people. So they don't even have to physically be there with them. And then when, when they look at those stories, they see themselves Right. They hear they hear themselves, and we do, can do it really really quickly. You know, uh, doing a Bible translation, even the Book of John, could take years for a group if you're starting from scratch. But we could go in and we could do one of these stories, uh, you know, group of stories, really really quickly. Yeah, just a couple of questions here. One, do you usually do it in their native language and? If so, how in the world do you edit that <laughs> when you don't speak that language? That, that's and a really two, good question. <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it, you know, it seems obvious to me, but the other thing is, uh, do you guys have any of those videos that you might share with us sometime or put a link to, or we could find out, Hey, we'd like to see that, see what that really looks like. That might be something churches want to be part of and support and be, you know, be involved with. Yeah, that, that's a great question, Tim. Uh, to your first question, um, how do you edit those? Uh, that was actually one of my concerns initially. Uh, I, I am a single language speaker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I never took the time to learn another language, but after going on my first trip with Paul uh, down to uh, Colombia. Uh, in 2019, I, I decided, you know, I need to learn another language. So I'm actually learning Spanish. But, uh, but anyway, that's, uh, that's beside the point. Um, the way we edit those is the mission partners um, will take the English version of the story and they'll break it up into phrases. You know, the first sentence is phrase one, phrase two, phrase three, phrase four. And, and they put that on a, a document, a, an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document, and they identify each phrase as phrase one, phrase two, phrase three. Then what they do is they record the audio for the story in the native language of the indigenous people and they break it up into separate files. So they will record 
uh, phrase one as a separate file and they just they they just label it as phrase one and then phrase two, phrase three, et cetera. So when I get back here to the States and I'm editing these, uh, I just trust that phrase one file in the uh, indigenous language matches up to phrase one in English. And so then I am able to to, to match up the video with the story to the, the audio in that way. So it's it's actually a very simple way to do it, but it's a it's effective and it's worked really well. Um, as far as seeing the stories, yeah, we, we have several of the stories on our website. The address is onemessage.tv slash stories. So we've got several of those stories there. You can see examples of, the, of exactly how those turn out. And, and you know, like Paul said, the, the key to these stories is that these people see actors that look like themselves speaking in their language and it instantly makes them connect with the story. We could very easily just produce these stories one time using actors here in the United States and then just put their, you know, their language underneath that. But they wouldn't connect with the actors because the actors don't look like them. Right. You well, know, it's just, it seems like a wonderful, wonderful idea. And uh, I know that you've, you've had results from it. Can you, do you guys have any stories of, maybe salvations experiences life change transformation or things maybe just one or uh, of those from somewhere like that paul can you can you kind of throw one in and let us know how that sure. what the results are of doing something like this one of our favorite uh is uh, when we were we're down in south america shooting and we were shooting the story of cain and abel and so in the community where we were shooting there were about 40 or 50 uh, indigenous people that lived in this village and there were two believers in the entire village. Um, and so one of those believers was our, um, Abel. And then he went and recruited his brother, uh, to be Cain. And, and his brother was not a believer. And we showed up that morning and his brother was starting off a little bit rough. And our, one of our mission partners kind of sidled up next to us and said, I think he might be a little hung over this morning. And, uh, um, but as the day got on, he really, really, um, got involved and, and, and he showed up the next day, wanted to be part of another video, got really excited about it. And he was probably our best actor, uh, when we were there in that village. And so after we left, this man had started asking questions about Jesus and became a believer. All right. That's awesome. That's just, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's great. I, I, I love that. And, uh, and if people want to see that, they can go to one message, one message dot TV slash stories. So that's one message dot TV slash stories. And they can see those. And, and I, I, that's exciting to me. And I think that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful testimony. Also, uh, if you want to talk with Paul or Doug about your ministry and how they could help you with your media, everything from, uh, they even do a newsletter for us, uh, a newspaper, a, a digital newspaper for us. They also do our website and they do, as you see, our podcast and they do production of videos for us, some really quality production of videos for us. If you're interested in any of that, you can go to one mission 
mission.tv one mission.tv and there's plenty of information on there so how you can contact them and and look at their uh what they provide and how they could be a help to you and friends if you want to contact one mission tv you can do so at info at one mission.tv that's info at one mission.tv and listen i know these guys well enough if you just want to give them a phone call and say hey What's, I, I don't know what to do with this. What can I do? Can you give me Absolutely. some advice? Can yeah. you give me some direction on this? You may not be wanting to hire their services, but I know these guys well enough. It's, it's about ministry for them. They'll help you. They'll be glad Absolutely. to do anything they can. So if you need some good technical advice, uh, give these guys a call and uh, hopefully uh, you will be able to work together in the future because they are quality, quality, uh, men and uh, they have a wonderful ministry that I think you would benefit well from in your local church or organization. Well, guys, it's uh, it's pretty exciting to see what God <laughs> is doing there out of uh, your different respective places. In fact, uh, Doug, you're in Alfreda, Georgia. I'm actually in Ball Ground. Georgia, oh, that's right. Which is even <laughs> smaller than Alpharetta. <laughs> okay, that's right. But, but it's just outside of Atlanta. And then, and then, Paul, you're in New York and uh, completely different places, yet you work and collaborate together, which tells me that no matter where a church may be, uh, you can collaborate and work with them well. And here we are in Michigan doing this podcast, and you guys are in different states. Um, it has worked well for us and worked seamlessly, I might say. So uh, I appreciate your professionalism, but I, more than anything, I appreciate your heart and your love for Jesus. That's that's what makes this thing work. That's what makes it so uh, such a blessing to so many of us here at uh, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Well, listen, guys, we're going to be closing this up a little bit. Uh, you, anything you want to have in closing words or you want to say? I just I appreciate the opportunity for you to allow us to talk about uh, one mission tv and one message tv i mean it's just been an amazing joy for us to partner with uh michigan baptists for so many years now it's uh i i i won't if you promise you won't tell anybody else i'll let you know that you guys are our favorite uh partners <laughs> uh, we we just love working with your whole team there and it's uh it's a real blessing to us as well we love getting to come to michigan occasionally and and work with you um we also are really excited about what god's doing with the ministry side of of, of what we're doing with one message tv and uh we're one thing we didn't get to say, but I'll just toss out there real quick, is that we are uh, planning a trip to Kenya uh, in April this year. So uh, very excited that God has opened that door for us to go work with some indigenous uh, people in Kenya and uh, looking for uh, partners who might want to, to help fund that uh, mission as well. So we're just excited about the opportunities God's laid before us. Well, guys, thank you for all you have done for uh, Michigan Baptist and helping us get our message out and tell our story here in the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. As you've done, done that for many other state conventions and entities and churches. And my friends I, I, who are listening, I encourage you, you need some help in getting your story out and doing a better job with it and doing it in a quality way. You would not be wrong with going with One Mission TV. They're great guys. They do a great job and uh, great men 
and that. Uh, it's just, they're just a blessing to work with. So folks today, thank you for joining with us on this edition of uh, Punching Holes in the Darkness. It's been our privilege to have uh, Paul Wynn and Doug Kesey of One Mission TV with us today. Uh, they're doing a great job for us and hosting many of our media uh, outlets and, and messages for us. They're great guys and you would do well in working with them. Hope you've had a great day and keep at it and keep punching holes in the darkness. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.